Welcome to 68 Shining Moments presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Today we talk to former Arkansas star U.S. Reed who hit that incredible buzzer beater to beat defending national champion Louisville in the 1981 NCAA tournament. All right, welcome into another edition of 68 Shining Moments. And today we've got a special guest. We've got a guy who's the author of one of the greatest shots in NCAA tournament history, and that is U.S. Reed back in the 1981 NCAA tournament for the University of Arkansas. Uh, U.S., thanks for joining us, man. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, you got the shot behind you, don't you? Yeah, I got it up on the wall, man. Yeah, that's something that uh, my family or I will never forget. So I had to display. Can we go back? I want to go back for people that don't know kind of who you are and what you are a part of. Because as a freshman, you were reserve on, on a Final Four team that was pretty, pretty loaded with uh, one of the greatest players I've ever seen, Sidney Moncrief, and Ronnie Brewer, who is a heck of a player as well. Then as a sophomore, you're, you're, you're a bigger part of a team that has a chance to go to the Final Four. Uh, you're playing Indiana State and none other than, than Larry Legend before he was Larry Legend. And take me through. <laughs> What's that? He was Larry Legend then. He was. He probably, you're right. You're right. He was already, he was just more of a legend about 20 years later. That's all. Um, take me through that game, the end of it, U.S. And, and I know you kind of had, there was a little controversy uh, with, with you at the end of the game and Carl Nix and, and, a, and a foul or maybe a travel. Take me through that one first. Well, uh, Jeff, that was a great team, as you mentioned, with Sidney Moncrief. Uh, Scott Hastings, Tony Brown, uh, Steve Shaw. We, we, had, we had a lot of great players on that team. Um, and we thought we had a really great chance to go to the Final Four. And, uh, and we, we led most of that game against Indiana State. And, but we had some, we had some hiccups. Uh, and one of the most controversial calls uh, during that game was uh, I was dribbling the ball across court, and Carl Nick stuck his foot out and tripped. And uh, I lost the ball, so I ran over and picked it up, and the referee called trap, which was a shock to, to the team and to me and to the whole state of Arkansas, I might add. And, uh, and it's funny because soon after that, I saw Carl Nix at an at a NBA camp, and I told him, I said, man, you tripped me. <laughs> he just started laughing. <laughs> but, yeah, they went on to play, of course, uh, Magic Johnson, uh, which I thought we would have matched up better against that, that uh, Michigan yeah. State team. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and, and then two years later, uh, you make history for a different reason, right? I mean, that, that one probably ate at you for a couple <laughs> years. And then you're in the tournament again. Um, now you're, you're, again, a part of a, a different Arkansas team, but again, loaded, right? Scott Hastings on that team again. Daryl Walker's yeah. on that team. You and Daryl yes. in the backcourt. And Take me through first going in. You had beaten Mercer in the first round of the NCAA tournament. You got the defending national champion, Louisville Cardinals, and Denny Crum, and they're pretty good. They got Derek Smith, a heck of a player, um, you know, one of the best human beings I've ever been around. Um, what, yeah. What, what was it like kind of, again, getting a chance uh, to, to go up against that Louisville team, and what were you thinking before that game? Well – being on an Eddie Sutton team and with the players we had, as you mentioned, Darrell Walker, Scott Hastings, Tony Brown, those guys, 
we were pretty confident in our, our abilities. And one thing Coach Sutton did, uh, he made you feel like and he prepared you to play against those kind of teams. So we weren't afraid of them at all. And uh, so with our, with our athletes, and we had a lot of athletes from the state of Arkansas, which that gave us a lot of pride also. And But uh, that game was, a, uh, was a, a tough game because they had some great players on that team, as you mentioned. Uh, they had, uh, I think, Poncho Wright and those guys. And they had a center named Jones. And um, I can't think of the other guy. But they had some big, pretty big guys. And that, and that was a back-and-forth back and forth game. And the funny thing about that game, I, uh, uh, before the game, I was shooting some, some long shots in uh, pregame warm-up. And the guy's like, why are you shooting so far out for? I said, you never know. <laughs> and of course, at the end of the game, uh, we, we, you know, they hit a big shot and they went up by, they went up by a point. And uh, Coach Sutton calls us all over and he looks and he, and he, you know, he's never kind of guy that panics. He goes, we're going to win this game, guys. And, and then he looks at me. And I'm like, oh, boy, I'm going to be the goal again like Indiana State, you know. <laughs> but but Darren Walker took the ball out and gave me the ball. And, and Denny Crom had a great uh, uh, mid-court press on. And uh, I could, only four I could get is right before half court. I just let it go. And he liked both shots. It felt good. And uh, thank God he answered his prayer and it went in. Because you, you were trying to get it, if you could, to Scott Hastings, correct? If you could, getting it closer to the basket. Well, well usually, and that's not the first time that I'm called on the shoot last-second shots. If you don't have the shot myself, you look for Scott Hastings or Tony Brown or one of those guys or Mike Young in the corner. And, but hey, they, they did, I couldn't get that far down the court. So with the seconds uh, winding down, I had to let that go, which uh, was one of the shots that day to start at March Madness. Before we continue that interview, I have to let you guys know that it's that time of year again. We waited two years for this moment and it's finally here. March's biggest tournament is back. Gonzaga is getting ready to run the table. Slippers are being fit as we speak. And our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, are putting our listeners at the center of the action. How? If you bet $4 on an underdog in a select game this week, and that underdog wins, you win $256. That's right, $256. Here's how it works. Download the app now and use the promo code FIELD68 when you sign up. Scroll through the list of select underdogs, bet $4 on them to win, and cash $256 when they do. There's no better way for you to put your college hoops knowledge to use than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So remember, the code is FIELD68, that's FIELD68, to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only, must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. Go to DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. So you let it go, and it probably looks pretty good, but you're still, I mean, when you when it left your hands, do you remember what you're thinking? Well, like I said before the game, I would do a, like a push and a, you would combine a really a push uh, hub, you know, a shot and, uh, and add your shot with it. So it was, it, it was a, a pretty good heave, you know, to, uh, and you just have to follow through with your wrists like you shoot any other shot. 
And the funny thing about that, some of the guys that I grew up with say, man, you used to do that when you were little, like two, three countdown and, and game winner. And say, we saw that. We thought about what you, every kid does that growing up, you know, he acts like he's in an NCAA tournament and, and he's winning it at the buzzer. And, and thank God I practiced it a long time ago. <laughs> so what was it like after that game? Like after you hit the shot, like all hell breaks loose. Like everybody's looking for you. They're trying to mob, right? They're trying to jump on you and, and, and mob you. What did you do? Well, that thing goes through the net. And I'm like, wow. You know, I'm like, I'm stunned. And the first thing I do is I go down and press roll, shaking people, the, the reporter's hands. They're shaking my hands. And and I and the, one of my first thoughts is get out of there because uh, I've, I've won a game like that, not maybe that big a stage, but I know they pile on you in the middle. So I said, I'm going to get out of here, let them do the piling on, because I don't want to be the bottom of that pile. And I ran to the dressing room. So how did your life change after that game, U.S.? Because – and, and I want to know, even going up to, to, to the Sweet 16, how different was it for you? Because you got so much attention um, that week. What was it like? Well, you know, back in those days, you only had so many channels to watch sports on. And so it's like everybody in the world saw that shot. And uh, it's, my life changed dramatically uh, with that shot. And, you know, with the crazy name like U.S., you know, they kind of remember, you're the guy that hit the shot. And so – Yes, it did change dramatically uh, being on the national stage like that, hitting and hitting a shot uh, on national TV. Have you hit a shot like that since? Oh, every now and then it, you get you get a little lucky and it goes in, and people go, "Wow, you did really shoot that shot! It really was skill." I said, "Yes, it was." <laughs> well, it's funny because now at the end of every practice, almost every practice of every college team, to end it, so many um, teams they go around and, and they all shoot from half court. I don't, yeah. did anybody do that back then? Were you guys doing it at the end of every practice, just throwing it up from half court to see who could hit one? No, you usually have plays for last second shots, but it's usually on, you know, in half court. It's not, it's not a full court shot. No, but uh, like you say today, they, they practice those things. They're doing it every practice. At the ever, end of every practice, everybody's just doing it, messing around a little bit, but they're used to it. They're used to taking half-court shots all the time. I mean, uh, that, that's probably the difference. Um, what, what's, what's the coolest thing that had happened to you after that game, after that shot? Was there somebody that reached out? Was there something crazy that happened, a show that you were on, or somebody asked you to do an interview, or something you always remember? Well, just the biggest thing that I remember about that shot is, you know, Arkansas and Texas are really big rivals. And we were playing in the University of Texas Stadium. And the funny thing about that whole game, the Texas crowd was booing against us, <laughs> rooting against a, a conference team. So that was weird, you know. And But after the shot, uh, Texas had a coach by the name of Abe Lemons, who was a character. Sure. And when I hit the shot, he came in the dressing room, put on a Razorback hat, what they call a hog hat, and called the Hogs. So that was a big thrill to see. The whole team was like laughing, and, and here's a Texas coach in our dressing room calling the Hawks because uh, because he was happy for us. So that was that was the first thing that comes to my memory. That's phenomenal. That's pretty good. I'd never heard that one before. Uh, well, listen, uh, we really appreciate you joining us, US. Uh, a moment that people will never ever forget. Obviously, yourself included. One of the greatest shots uh, in NCAA tournament history. Uh, for the Arkansas Razorbacks in the 1981 NCAA tournament. 
Uh, thanks for joining us in 68 Shining Moments. Thank you, and whoopee, go Hawks. <laughs>